Celebrating the American Independence Holiday, the Cult Cinema Cavalcade continues their honored tradition of discussing the American Ninja series with American Ninja 4, The Annihilation, starring international superstar Michael Dudikoff. Welcome to Cult Cinema Cavalcade. The episode you are listening to will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. This is Cult Cinema Cavalcade. This is episode 109. This is Brandon, and as always with me is the American co-hoster, Cullen. Ninja Ninja, Ninja Ninja. Four. Today we are here to discuss the 1990 film American Ninja 4, The Annihilation. Cullen, tell them why this should have been called American Ninjas. The two American ninjas, Joe Armstrong and Sean Davidson, team up to do battle against a terrorist and his band of ninjas. American Ninja 4 The Annihilation is directed by Cedric Sundstrom and stars Michael Dudikoff, David Bradley, Robin Stell, and France Dabrowski. Thank you for returning to Colts and Cavalcade and our time-honored uh, 4th of July Independence Day tradition of doing ninjas American style. As we are now at the fourth American Ninja film, uh, a, a journey that has been quite the journey for Cullen, but he gets a year off in between them. Yeah, at least we didn't do them all in one month. I'll say that much. And and one time was a well, we won't spoil, but one time was a, a solid trip back, unexpectedly for you. Yes. One wasn't a special kind of hell, yes. That was very yeah. nice. That one time. Oh well, yeah, when we just we're just coming off we're coming off the blood hunt from last time and going to the <laughs> annihilation, which as always, those are just sounds cool subtitles. They have nothing like I don't know who's getting annihilated here. Oh, there's no annihilation in this movie. Yeah, there's execution, but not really annihilation. I guess uh, this has to do with a, a a nuke, so maybe that because nukes annihilate. I Yes. Sure. It's, it's like Mortal Kombat Annihilation, where it's like, all right, so why was it not? It just sounds cool. It sounds cool. So it's the title. Right, yeah. So we're like, yeah, we, every time we're like, they have a subtitle, and we're like, all right, what does this one mean? And um, yeah, no, it's uh, they, they make no no damn sense, pretty much. Um, this is also noteworthy. This is the final American Ninja proper uh, movie, you know, in the series. There is an American Ninja Five. It stars David Bradley and Pat Morita. That was shot as something else and slapped last minute with the title American Ninja Five. It was not shot as American Ninja Five. David Bradley does not play the role of. Sean Davidson, he is in that film. He's Joe Castle. So um, while there is an American Ninja Five called that, it really has nothing to. It has nothing to do with the series. Characters different. So what you're saying is that movie was so bad they said we got to get people here. We got to up the level of quality, make people believe that anyway. So they said, you know what, American Ninja. That's a stamp of quality. Yeah, Pat Morita. How bad is that movie? <laughs> Pat Morita made a, a American Ninja movie and didn't even know it. 
but yeah, that's what the yeah, and that one just it has no subtitle. It's just American Ninja Five. So they didn't even. I mean, it's so late in the game they didn't call it like American Ninja Five the continuation. <laughs> well, that would have made sense. So never mind. American Ninja Five box office returns. <laughs> we hope. I don't think they got those on that. <laughs> and this is the end of canon too. This is like towards the end. This is one of the American Ninja Four is like one of the last. They're like, well, we might as well take our one of our Star Spangled franchises and do one more before we're done. But uh, yeah, this movie. Um, this is the big uh, team up of the two American Ninjas. We got Dudikoff and uh, Bradley together. Uh, and uh, America was like, oh shit, this is what we've been waiting for, the American Ninjas together. <laughs> That's what America was waiting for. I can guarantee you no one said, give me more Sean Brad or, or Sean Davidson. Yeah. There's no way anyone said that. It was more like, we got him on contract. <laughs> we have to use him. <laughs> yeah, we get, yeah, we... Exactly. We have him on contract, and, well, we can get Dudikoff for the weekend, so <laughs> right. we'll have him come out and film, and then Bradley will do the rest of it. And they really, they, they do not, like, I mean, they tease the name, but, like, Dudikoff really didn't show up for, like, 45 minutes. There's no, like, early scene. Of, yes, he doesn't. <laughs> there's no, like, early scene of him rejecting the mission that would be like, okay, he, we showed you him on the poster and shit. Here he is, yeah. and now we'll take a break from him. Don't worry. Yeah. You know, things that get people's interest <laughs> and, and, you know, it helps develop a story. They said, no, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> he doesn't show up and he doesn't show up to help until 45 minutes into the movie. Why shouldn't, why should we introduce him earlier? Why would we ever do that? <laughs> because you don't, God, you don't introduce characters halfway through your movie. It's just a bad idea. You can. Lando Calrissian was introduced uh, more than halfway through Empire Strikes Back. You can do that. It's it's not against any rules. Damn. They always do it all the time. Well, they didn't do it well. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we'll get to people it. People come in at characters coming at end of movies, middle of movies. It's just, I mean, they just they didn't. I mean, there was no like with what they're doing here. Like, say, <laughs> and Lando also had lines and <laughs> better. Well, I'm not gonna say a better objective, but he had lines, and he was. You knew who he worked for, kind of, eventually. What they do here is, I mean, we're going to go through it, but what really, what happens with David Bradley should have been make, at maximum, like the first 15 minutes of the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, they give us double a double prologue here. Yeah, I'll get into it here. So we, we start with these mercenaries getting chased down through, um, we later find out they're the Delta Force, and, which is another canon movie. <laughs> so one of those guys is Chuck Norris getting gunned down. Yes, uh, they're going through like this valley, mountain esque area, and they're getting chased down by ninjas. They they try to fight, but they eventually most of them get killed as the ninjas just like keep multiplying every time you kill one. It looks like, and uh, the the best is when they get to the a couple of them get to this raft, and then like fifty ninjas come up from underwater, like they've been sitting there waiting on them all day. <laughs> yes. Cause- you know, in all of these movies, ninjas seem to have super powers for whatever <laughs> yes. reason. And, and this is like, this is the one where, believe it or not, it's the least amount of, oh, come on, that's ridiculous. But this really is one of them. It's like, okay, come on. How can you have 
what let's conservatively say 20 ninjas under the water that just pop up they had like no they didn't get in the water they were already there they were waiting like there was like a group of like water ninjas <laughs> like just in case they get in the raft this is our job and like none of them have any like oxygen tank on them or like no no sh- <laughs> no s- yeah, no breathing apparatus, no snorkels, not even like, you know, like a piece of like straw or whatever to breathe underwater. No, they just hold their breath because they're, yeah, or, or maybe they have gills. I don't know. Anything's possible in the American Ninja movies. Right, yeah, nin- ninjas, I mean, that's part of the training. Like, day one, drown yourself. Uh, hold water. Like, that's... Uh, what yeah, if I, What if they're a bunch of Highlanders and that's how they... That's it, yep. That's true, but yeah, it, I, I laughed when they all came up. That's <laughs> just like, come on. Oh, I absolutely laughed. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Not a comedy, folks, but we laughed yeah. real hard. So, I mean, and we see that they're being watched above by some group of people that, like, this guy, his name's like Mulgrew, and he's supposed to be important. He looks like a hillbilly when you first see him, but he's, like, really not. Uh, yeah like like through most of the movie like when you see him up close he's like oh he's like someone's uncle that may or may not be a pedophile like you're afraid to ask but like you're like i'm pretty sure that there's something going on with this guy and it's not gonna end well so that's prologue one right you don't have to keep that's prologue one yes yeah a bunch of people we don't know are chased by a bunch of ninjas as we begin prologue Two, uh, with Sean Davidson. Um, you might remember him from uh, film like American Ninja Three: Blood Hunt. Um, he's here, uh, <laughs> and he's the best man at his friend Carl's wedding. Uh, which Carl did he look like? He looks like a cross between Chris Rock and then the like geek terrorist hacker guy from Die Hard. <laughs> like if That's if exactly you exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, yes. remember like Conan O'Brien used to have the if they made it. This is that. I guess Steve James was unavailable because he's not in this <laughs> so movie. So they had, yeah, so it's super weird. It's just like, okay, when I was watching this, I thought like, all right, is uh, is, is Sean Davidson been hired as security at this at this wedding? Like, who is this? Why are we here? Mm-hmm. Of course, that, that could, be say, could be said through a, a majority of the movie, to be fair. Yeah. So they're at least getting it started early. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, there's this wedding, and I, I forgot. Like, I, that I was like, oh yeah, this is like Steve. J- no, wait, he's not in this because that would have made sense. And he, and I'll tell you what, you can feel the loss of Steve James not being here. Like he was in the th- first three movies, and he's about the only thing enjoyable in that third movie. Yeah. They got this guy Carl, and and during the ceremony, Sean gets a red alert and has to take Carl with him before the vows even happen. And if you're wondering if they ever pay off on this whole thing, they don't. <laughs> For all we know, Carl never went he just back. He doesn't get married. Yeah, he's just like, well, sorry, job. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, look, like, I don't care. You should say, I don't care if there's a terrorist attack. This one day, somebody else handle it. Please. <laughs> we work for an organization. Do, do you know who they work for? Because I don't. Uh, I just... Uh, dot, 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 secret government. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely- I think least... they're working for the good guys. I can't confirm it. I guess, at least in Andy Sedaris films, they say that we work for the agency. Okay, great. Them, 
there's no indication what who they work for at all. Right? No. Uh. <laughs> the, 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 like even like even in the office where they're being like in the next scene, like where they're being like, uh, was that the next scene where they're being prepped or no, 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 no. It's the ne- we'll get to that. But um, like and there's the scene where they're being prepped about what to come up and you can see like a picture of like George Bush on the back. Oh, I got I, uh, I, I have mentioned about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll get, okay. We can get to that. <laughs> so uh, they, they are uh question about, uh, they're about, Colonel Malgrew, who apparently hates Americans, and that was the watching guy, and he's been helping an enemy train soldiers up in the mountains, and they've created a nuke the size of a suitcase to set off in New York, and the Delta Force, they were sent to stop it, uh, but they failed, and we see videos sent uh, showing their bodies and stuff, and the tapes include uh, the Red Faction Ninjas. Guess what color they wear? <laughs> yeah. And then the rest of the soldiers, uh, they'll be killed unless the U.S. pays... Fifty million dollars, or they um, and they have only a few days uh, before the tape hits the media, or the president will have to either pay or bomb the place. And we are probably pretty certain it'd be the latter because, as we see on the background, George Bush Senior is the president pictured on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and in this we have a picture of George Bush on the wall, but. There's there's no indication of where they are. Like you think they'd throw up like an emblem or something like yeah. that. Like no no, they're uh, it's a gray room, <laughs> and you know they work for the government because George Bush is on the wall. Maybe it's just a George Bush like super fan group, and they're just doing it for him. We don't know <laughs> no. what their affiliation is. Well, they could be some covert thing that's off the government books, but you know he's their boss still. That stuff does happen. Well. <laughs> Would have been nice if they clued the audience in on it. After all, we're the ones that are supposed to be entertained and understand what the hell is going on. My favorite part about this is that they're all like, they're sitting there in the room. They're talking about something really serious. The video of the soldiers kind of disturbing that they show because it's like VHS and they're like, Mm -hmm. they're like almost crucified on these things, dirty and getting killed. Yeah. And then like everybody in the room's trying to act like a hard ass. And then you have this picture in the back that you can't not look at George Bush. Like, "Eh, eh, eh, eh." (laughs) Hey, everybody. (laughs) Not got that. Not got. And and that's the look on his face. It just does not. It takes me. George Bush senior. (laughs) takes me out of this scene completely. If they were trying to convince me of like, yeah, badasses, I'm lost because I'm looking up. Not only am I like, is that George Bush Sr.? But he's also, his face is like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's like, hey, y'all, y'all wanna, y'all wanna scrap? Like, that's the look on yeah. his face. Like, uh, <laughs> Ooh, oil from another country. Hey. But like, I'm d- that's the second time I've unintentionally laughed in the movie because I just, it was like weird and funny. It's not supposed to be funny, but just, it's a white ass room and wall and just George Bush's picture, <laughs> like big picture. Like normally there'd like be a, like a yeah. eight by 10 or something. This thing's blown up. So you know it's George Bush. And it's just, it's the only thing on the wall. It's a. <laughs> now, wasn't it in the. Second American Ninja oh. movie where there was something weird like a, and distracting on the wall. It was like a picture well. of Elvis or something on the wall. Was or it? Was, I thought it was like an enormous like sailboat or something that was just like I, yeah. I, I no, don't there remember was a exactly weird what picture. it was. But yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. I remember that. We like put that on our social media. I think we, <laughs> something when that happened. We were like, look at that wall. 
<laughs> so that's one thing you can take for it. They brought they're going back to the roots, putting shit on the wall. No, was it a picture of John Wayne? Oh, maybe that was. Was it. that what or, it was? Yeah, maybe it was John. That yeah, made it was John d- Wayne. That might have been a di- it was John Wayne. That might have been a different movie. No, that was okay, American Ninja. Remember. That was American Ninja. Yeah, I remember that. So Sean and Carl are being sent in with the password Big Blue Bombing Crew. Sean disagrees about Carl's inclusion on the mission as he has no experience against ninjas and suggests Joe Armstrong, but Joe has already declined the mission. Carl is not a field operative. You haven't read his file. I have. He came top of his class. A brilliant linguist, a superb marksman. He's the best trained operator we have. He's also a fantastic bowler, but this is not a game, Gavin. Those were ninja. Where did training get your Delta Force? He's the best we have available. What about Joe Armstrong? Joe? Joe's with the Peace Corps. His head is full of peace, love, and light. Give him a call, Gavin. I did. He cut me off. Now, when he said Joe Armstrong, I thought they were talking about was uh, Jackson, right? The the guy from the other movies, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, 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 Jackson, yeah. Yeah, I, that's what, yeah, that's what I thought he was talking about at first because I thought, all right, well, they can't get him, and he knows that guy. I've seen them know each other, and then I've never seen him know Joe Armstrong, who I thought right. was Jackson. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes more sense for him to say like. How about Jackson? And they're like, oh, now he's doing this. Like, okay, I get it. Uh, is there anyone else? Like, well, maybe. And then you see a shot of Joe Armstrong doing something. So you know at some point he's probably going to get contacted. Right, but, but yeah, they, they're supposedely like Sean and Joe became friends at some point, maybe between movie three and four. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, off but, screen, uh, right. Both, uh, in the word, like, I'm thrown off because uh, even when they're um, sharing the screen together, I don't get the idea that they're friends. <laughs> oh, no. It looks like as soon as they say cut, like both of them walk off the screen. Right, yeah. <laughs> or like Dudikov's like, I will do scenes with his stunt double and stand-in, but not him. <laughs> this is some moonlight yeah. shit. They <laughs> did not seem to like each other at all. Uh, so Sean and Carl, they parachute in to this area that they shot the movie in, and they run into a kid with a shotgun that ends up being Pongo, their contact, and he takes them to a bar in some village. And I tell you, when they're walking through this, Joe and Carl clearly look like two guys from another country on some stealth government mission. <laughs> like, clearly. Oh, yeah. Like, you you guys are in the open. <laughs> I they couldn't, yeah, like, like, look at that. They're not covered in dirt and, like, malnourished. Sean's got that, like, leather jacket and just, uh, yeah. They don't fit in. Okay, so they don't fit into this country. Here's my question. What is it ever said what country this Negative. takes place on? They do not. So th- through the entirety of this movie, we just know it's not you America. Know, and that's they, about it. It's probably warm they, there. They might have during the brief, but I just... I was like, I, okay, dudes got captured. Yeah, if if they... like, You'd think they would mention it more than once, even outside of the brief. Like, isn't it... Man, that Nicaraguan uh, hospitality, you say it a couple of times. I don't know. Throw it in there. Figure it out, Cannon. <laughs> well, 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 apparently they didn't because they're gone now. So uh, the the bartender, uh, he talks some shit. 
And Sean winds up fighting a couple dudes in the bar, and then he apologizes to them. He says, I had to make sure they were I had the right people, and takes Carl and Sean upstairs. <laughs> he gives them a map with the layout of this ninja compound. Uh, downstairs, some guys bust in the bar looking for them. Uh, the barkeep tells him to head for Sulphur Springs and talk to Dr. Tamba. And O'Reilly, uh, this bad guy and Mulgrew, bust in after Sean and Carl hide in a closet and shoots the barkeep in the head. Sean and Carl bust out and jump out of the window, escaping through the village. Uh, the contact catches up with them and takes them to some woman named Sarah who lets him in a mortuary to hide on slabs, acting like dead bodies. And then it works, and then Sean says he doesn't want to endanger Sarah anymore, and they leave, but take Sarah with them. But he didn't want to uh, leave her in danger. But <laughs> well, yeah, like she, well, she says like, "Oh, they're gonna hunt after me." How? They don't know. Like, you don't know that you're connected to these jokers. You're yeah. fine. They clearly don't think that. Like, all right, well, there's nobody in there. Let's get out of here. Like, you were clear. It's fine. Why do you have to go with these people? You don't contribute anything to the rest of the story at all. You barely did here. I didn't, we didn't learn your name till the end of the scene. It was just Pongo going up like, oh, here's a person. What? Okay, who are you? Why are you? F- who are any of you? This whole stretch of stuff that you just mentioned, I just said to myself, who are any of these people? Why are they important? Why are we looking right. at them? Are they presenting information that's important to me? What's happening, movie? Uh, so O'Reilly tortures some of the Delta Force guys wanting to know where Sean and Carl are, and he kills them as they have no idea who these guys are. Coming, but So they get killed. <laughs> Neither do yeah. we! Uh, Sean trains out in the woods for some reason, and then he gets attacked by ninjas, whom he strategically takes down with a lot of slow motion as Carl, Sarah, and Pongo watch. Uh, they get spotted and surrounded as well, with Carl's shooting proving useless at the ninjas. Uh, the ninjas net the adults as Pongo is able to make a break for it. And then we see atop of the mountain a shitload of ninjas are being trained as O'Reilly and the foreign general. Don't remember his name at all. He's in this whole thing. Uh, they discuss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they discuss mm-hmm. how they are worried about uh, Sean and Carl being well trained, but that they should be executed. And then we then see the trainer ninja guy. He's got an eye patch, uh, so he's just different than all the others. And he does this deadly obstacle course, and other ninjas follow while the general claps whether the dudes die on it or survive. <laughs> he, he just likes things yes. moving, so he claps a lot. He's like, like a toddler. Yeah. Too. Uh, Sean gets brought out to the ninjas, and they take turns kicking him until he fights back. And then he does well till he gets a blow dart in the back and he passes out. Or no, just why? There's so many whys in here. Like, why are they on top of a mountain? Why like, the ninjas are able to dodge bullets Not, like, somehow? Point blank bullets too. Yeah, like just remarkable. And like the 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 ninjas on the top of the mountain, they're all like different colors yeah. of ninjas. It's a standard black. It looks like the San Fernando Valley Martial Arts Exhibition. <laughs> yes, no, you know, it, it, was, it was absolutely ridiculous. And these guys, they're training on these beams that we're talking about. There were glass on the beams. They're walking on glass. One dude, severe crotch trauma. Wow. <laughs> In this one. <laughs> Slides. Slice, he, he lands right on glass, right on his, his crotch. There's no getting around it. And then, and then his boss claps at it. 
get another job. I wouldn't want to work there. And also, also, Sean, Sean, they bring Sean up. Why is his shirt off? When did that happen? Why do they they bring them up? Everyone else oh, dressed we'll talk, the way they were before. We'll talk about putting them all in matching outfits to kill them later. <laughs> that is good, but look at this one. Like, why? <laughs> everyone else regular clothes is like better pop that shirt right. off. Get out oh, there! God. Like, woo-hoo. like there was never a scene where he takes it off or anything. It's just like, what? Why is this? Like, everyone else is wearing a shirt. You're not. Like, like not, just, not just who you're with. Everyone <laughs> on the mountaintop is wearing a shirt. And he's just rolling up, like, showing off his guns. What? Who is this guy? I, I love... Oh, my gosh. And this movie also... Did you know... Like, so, you had your qualms... Qualms is lightly speaking with the first movie. But the first and second movie, like... Mm-hmm. You can at least give the first movie that it had stunts... It shot some action. Yes. This movie doesn't like, know how to do that, and they're just like, we'll just do it in slow-mo. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it is, like, I don't even want to say quality or a quantity over quality. It's not even that. It's just, it's spreading it as thin. It, it's it's getting the most out of what you have, I or believing you are. It's like making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with the th- Thinnest layer of <laughs> peanut butter, so it barely qualifies. Yeah, like it just, it, uh, yeah, it's the people that actually took the the uh, calorie count of the peanut butter. Like, oh, I guess one one tablespoon. That's it. That's my peanut butter sandwich. It's there. <laughs> well, well, th- yeah. This is the minimum amount of action to be considered an action yeah, movie. Like, it's got uh, uh, th- what they'd probably tell you is action, but. Just not interesting to look at. I mean, there's there's scenes with you shooting, shooting bows yeah. and arrows. They're doing stuff, but then they're like, well, if we do it in slow motion, it looks cooler, right? And uh, that's what we bring to the table, uh, slow motion. And none of the slow motion's interesting either. It's just... It's, ah. Yeah, like, if we had a... Like, I mean, we kind of know what the stakes are here. Like, okay, the bad guys have a nuke, but at the same time... I don't, the the like, bad guys have a nuke and are going to kill American good old boy soldiers. Right, and I don't feel any sense of urgency through any part of this movie. No. And it's not like the, like they are actively doing stuff the entire movie, but it's... The, like, like, like the way I feel when I watch this movie, it's like they're saying... Like, ah, we'll get to it when, they, when we get to it. But they're not! They're actively doing stuff the entire movie, and yet... I don't care about the stakes or the characters or what? I had to, just any I of I had to it. be a jackass, but I'm watching this movie, and, and you're almost like, where'd Michael Dudikoff at? Said Michael Dudikoff's in this no, movie. I, Where's he at? I was 100% thinking that. <laughs> I want Michael Dudikoff. I, I didn't like three that much. That's why he brought him back, right? <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely what I was thinking, and then he... Finally shows up, <laughs> so, yeah. cause I was sitting there. I was like, like he's supposed, he's gonna be in this movie, right? Like he's like, he's in the build cast. Where is this guy? Yeah. So, so Sean, Carl, and Sarah they get tied to poles in a basement uh, with surviving Delta Force guys, where O'Reilly says they're gonna be executed in forty eight hours, and when they don't give information about them on the mission, they get whipped. And so, my 
my thing is like, what's with like? Do they have to like file paperwork and stuff for executions? Do they have to like make sure they have the right stat? Like, why don't they just fucking kill people? They're like, well, we're scheduled for the execution. Well, I'm free at four tomorrow, uh, but I won't have a full staff. Um, we've got some vacations. Uh, but if you did 48 hours, I could probably get some temps. Uh, we could get this lined up. Like what? Why? Like forty-eight hours to be excellent. Why does it have to be a, like a a ceremonious thing? They're you're, you're in a murder basement. Murder. <laughs> Sorry, there's probably a drain. Also, you're on a mountaintop. Throw them off the mountaintop. How easy is that? Wait, wait, I don't understand the patience with you, this. Like, you have so many ninjas. <laughs> Just slice the hell out of well, them. We got these extra people. We might be able to finagle an extra ten mil out of the George W. Bush. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, like the other hostages, I get, but like the people that are rescuing them, I mean, whatever, I guess. Like, I don't hey, know. This, this Sean guy, he could probably take out most of our ninjas by himself. Why don't we just fucking slit his throat now? <laughs> I, I, not to be yeah. a fucking morbid asshole, but like. These aren't these bad guys aren't good at their job at all. They like just all they do is hang <laughs> they really out. Are not. They hang out on a fucking mountaintop. They they say they've got the suitcase nuke. We don't know if it works. And the only thing we've seen is they hang out at this base and they only do shit if people like the Delta Force come in and try to fuck stuff up. <laughs> yeah, like and even when like Mulgrew like earlier when like he was like they're torturing like those hostages and stuff like that and like he shoots like a chair out. From underneath the guy, it's like, what the fuck? Just push the chair. You're doing it wrong, stupid. Stop. Work smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now uh, the film begins. We just finished prologue two. Uh, <laughs> Halfway through the film. Right. We join Joe Armstrong teaching children about the environment uh, as a man in a suit interrupts the class. I told you last time it was the last time. Joe, you already know what happened to Delta Force. Well, we sent in two agents. They've both been captured. They're going to be executed. One of them is your friend, Sean. Everything you need to know is right here. In case you change your mind. We need you, Joe. And he drops the file and leaves. And then Joe has a a long contemplation uh, with a cup of tea by a a fire. And then the next thing, he's getting off a plane. Now, Colin, how much better is this movie if we fuck the Delta Force, start with Sean on some, like, covert mission, let's say, by himself. We don't need to know what it is. We just need to see him. Oh, he he gets a radio. They're like, the nuke is located, or the the suitcase nuke is located in the blah, 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 blah. He gets in there. He fights. He stealthily gets through. He gets in a room, fights Eyepatch Guy Ninja, who's a badass, you know, and then like mm-hmm. he gets ended up some cheap shot or whatever, and he gets kidnapped and tortured and shit. And then we go to Joe, and we only spent ten minutes, and uh, we have the same plot. Cause did you give a it's... fuck about the Delta Force guys? No, no, I didn't care. I might have cared. I might have understood caring for Sean, uh, because he was the main character in the previous movie. So while I didn't care, I might have known that we were supposed to care, and just one guy. That needs rescued, and there's a nuke that could go off. Boom! Or, or hey, let's say you don't want to uh, use Dudikoff that much. Guess what? He's part of the Delta Force that gets oh, kidnapped, yeah. and then it, you have 
Sean try to save him, and it makes Sean look less like garbage. <laughs> and then you don't have to have Dudikoff until so much later into the movie. I fixed your movie. We fixed and we're your not movie. Even There's done two other about options. The whole thing. We just got to the 45 minute mark. <laughs> two options that would have made this movie just so much better. Yeah, and oh, and oh, there's yeah, a whole you, section you, you, of this you know, shit you, we can cut out, which we'll we'll talk about shortly here. Uh, oh but yeah, it, it was so simple, and they com- they made it overly complex for our entertainment. Or they felt the American ninjas needed equal. No, Dudikoff did the first two movies, and that second movie is a fucking action classic. He gets the, he gets the uh, the top billing. He gets the screen time. He should come in earlier. That's what I gotta say. Because I remember American Ninja 2. That's the last time we saw Dudikoff. And, man, we high-fived that. Canadian tuxedo and all. Right. That's right. And also, let's be honest. A lot of people aren't going to watch the first three American Ninja movies. They're just like some dork that saw it in a video store. Like, okay, I'll get it. <laughs> That's what you and, did back in the day. You're like, well, the, my video store doesn't have the first three of these. I guess I'll rent four. Yeah, it's exactly what happened. So, wouldn't it be neat if you introduced one of your main characters at the start of your movie, and that way the people that haven't watched the other movies will give a shit when mm-hmm. he shows up instead of, who's this guy that appears 45 minutes into the film? And I also have to say, I, I kind of remember where we left off Joe, the end of two. Does this feel like where he goes from the last movie he was in? Like, it doesn't no. it feels like out of character like i feel like he would be if he was trying to escape he'd be like tending bar at some island just low key but like being friendly mm-hmm. teaching children i'm like this that doesn't feel like joe armstrong to me no Maybe if there's it, like a movie to tell it, no. us like that had some different turn between this but i'm like wait he was a badass like <laughs> he's like yeah. he, like, he, he was, wore he wore denim in any weather yeah. He did not care. He, he, Clearly a tropical jungle is like, give me that denim jacket. He was the cool, quiet type that kept to himself. His only his only buddy was Steve James, you know, the Jackson. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, eh, it doesn't, okay. He, he gets back to that level, uh, but here it's like, wait, what? Or maybe he's creating a, a Bruce Wayne persona for himself so he can secretly be the American Ninja at night <laughs> still. I don't know. So he gets out of the airport, and uh, Pongo greets him, and then they go to Sulphur Springs, and on the drive, Pongo gives him a lowdown and background of the on the area. They get attacked by a random ninja who jumps their car from... Don't know! But he... <laughs> The sky? the sky, the, like, was he riding, like, a Mario cloud up in there, and it, like, timed out, and he landed in the car? I don't know. And also, and also like, how... Was the ninja hanging out at the airport? Like, how did they know that Joe showed up? Were they, like, tracing Pongo? Like, what is happening? And did, we don't see any indication there's any danger. It's just like, ah, ninja. Did he have, like, a brick boot, too? Because he shattered that uh, windshield when he came through. I was like, jeez. Well, you know, ninja powers, yeah. Oh, right? Yeah, yeah, that's day three after the underwater uh, trials. <laughs> brick feet yeah and so joe gets out he beats this guy's ass and then others just sprout from the forest and uh we get some machete action which i kind of like okay cool he's got the machete out and then dudikoff's i noticed this, dudikoff's eyes looks like he hasn't slept for like three weeks in this movie <laughs> doesn't it he looks very he tired looks really fucking tired Maybe that's why he doesn't have many lines in this and movie. He just got in the movie, and he's already this fucking tired. 
It's like he did he take he must have taken the red eye there. Like, okay, get him on set. It's like I'd really like to unpack. Like, nope, get him on set. Like, uh, <sighs> so, right. um, so Pago then takes Joe to a five dollar bin Road Warrior LARP festival, where they try to recruit <laughs> these guys and ask for Doctor Tamba. Yeah. So, 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 so again, where where does this take place, Brandon? It, Why is there a post-apocalyptic village that just happens? I shit myself when they pull up on him. Like, what? Like, what movie did they like? It's already like a separate movie now that like Joe has appeared. But now there's a this like, is uncharted like the, the Mad territory. Max village. Yeah, this is uncharted American this, Ninja territory. <laughs> like, and they're just like in the middle. I mean, it's of course like it looks like they're in the middle of nowhere because they are. Where? Why? 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 Uh, it is. Why? Yeah. Crazy. Uh, <laughs> at this place, Joe has to fight three of their guys for some sort of proving ground. Carlos. We are always looking for good men. Yeah? It's Armstrong. Why don't you show us how good you are? You ain't seen nothing yet. You take all three on at the same time. That's a big boast, Mr. Armstrong. The three of us. Yeah, all three. We're not here to fight. And of course he whoops them. And above, a man yells at them to stop fighting him. He's welcomed to Sulphur Springs by one of the dudes he just fought. And then they go up to the shouting guy. It's Dr. Tamba. And then they devise some plan to storm the fort for a rescue. What is it with, what is it with this movie and like guys like having to prove themselves fighting? It's happened twice. And sitting by a map planning things. <laughs> God. Well, it worked in the first 20 minutes. Let's do it again. Yeah, so... We go to some fancy bigwig event, and uh, some shit goes down between a U.S. official and the O'Reilly guy. They go to a separate area and inform the official about how they're going to execute all the prisoners tomorrow morning. Joe shows up at the event dressed like a priest. He sneaks in the basement of the building where this is taking place, and he knocks out Malgru in the process. And then Joe manages to steal info and kick his way out before the bad guys get to him. Yeah, this whole you know, yeah, this is just a, a thing that happened in the movie to add to the runtime. I love how he leaves because at that point he's been found out. He's running. He's knocking people over. And I don't mean like he's like knocking people over like through a party. I mean he's outside pushing people down and kicking them. Right. And then just just hauls ass like, well, all right. Like and and I don't believe we learn what he information. He took. I don't recall that happening. Do you recall that happening, Brandon? Uh, no. Because, well, it's a, probably another map because the next scene has him and the 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 guys in the wasteland going over a strategy and sharpening katanas. That's the next scene. More planning, and uh, then we see Carl and Sean and Sarah and the Delta Force brace for their potential end the next day which that next day comes, and Joe and the Fury Road Community Theater day players make their way. Joe takes a speedboat on his own, and uh, at the bad guy compound, they prepare an execution, and O'Reilly gets handsy with Sarah, like groping and slapping her. No, he, yeah, he he assaults her. He oh, yeah. Her. He's like, Absolutely. I'm a bad guy, and I'm going to prove it. Yeah, like, like, we get it. Like, you didn't have to prove it at this point like you're just a bad person like i don't think like anyone there was like i think that you know what i think this mulgrew guy straight shooter honest cat nice person and then like they saw him do that and he's like oh well now i don't oh, well now i don't know what to think of him yeah like oh man i i thought you know 
I get it. You know, show him, sign of power. You have a nuke bomb. Okay. But, oh, this is, ooh. Again, uh, work somewhere else. Get a different job. So in like two seconds, Joe jumps into this hole and jumps right back out in a ninja outfit. I, I had to rewind this one a couple times. <laughs> Uh yeah, like like hang on what yeah like, <laughs> like did I blink? What the hell happened? Like the camera, you can cha- tell it the shot changed, so I don't know if that's trying to tell us it took a little longer. But it looks like he seriously jumped down and jumped back out with it, like fully changed. <laughs> and he does jump. He jumps. It is hilarious. <laughs> like, it's a, not it's that is some no holds barred jumping that he does oh, out yeah. of that hole. <laughs> The bad guys, like, orgasm over the suitcase nuke for a while, and then Joe scales the wall, and the Mad Maxettes begin firing grenades and rockets on all sorts of shit uh, at the lair, killing Mulgrew in an explosion in the process, which if, you could have missed it. But they, he's in, like, a tower. It explodes. He jumps out into a car, and that explodes, and it kills him. The two head bad guys catch wind of this and decide to expedite the executions. Joe continues through tunnels fighting ninjas during this. And then Sean and company, as I mentioned, they're dressed in matching outfits and sent to an execution staging area. I don't know why they had to match. <laughs> yeah. Like, are those prisoner outfits or something? Because we have not seen them in these outfits at all. Like, uh-uh. we haven't seen Sean in... How long do you think we've seen him? Like, tw- like, like, as soon as Joe shows up, we don't see him. Like, right? Like, this is the last that we've seen him since Joe's shown up, period. I think. No. Yes? Yes. Ah. Uh, uh, I'll take your word for it. I, I don't, like, I don't think, like, it was getting to the point where I felt like, all right, like, there was another ninja in this movie, right? And then he showed up and he's, and they're matching, matching, like, band major outfits. Right. They walk out to be executed. Joe, he gets to the basement where he finds Sean tied up. And, he, and Sean has an evil look on his face, and he fights Joe, which is obviously some sort of do- doppelganger. They make no attempt at like trying to make us think something happened to Sean. clearly out going to be executed and then joe winds up taking the knife that sean attacks him with stabs him with it and he peels his face off to reveal shocker it was another dude (laughs) so this is just here for you know all us hardcore american ninja fans that see them fight you know it's like that scene where uh in the avengers where uh captain america and thor and, and iron man fight this is this is the this is what we get here you, you say that I didn't realize that guy was supposed to be uh, Sean. I thought it was just a guy that he was rescuing. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely thought that. And then, like, when he, like, starts to fight him, he's like, oh, no, I got hoodwinked. I had no idea that was supposed oh, to be Oh, that's hilarious. At all. It was like sh- it was like <sighs> Sean with more, like, eyeshadow on him or something. That's what it- Yeah, because... He- because he didn't look anything like him. Because I felt like, oh, he, does he think that's Sean? Like, well, surely he doesn't because he doesn't look like really that much like him other than being like a white male with dark hair. Mm-hmm. That's about it. I mean, 
Clearly, it's not him because he has his shirt on. Yeah. So, uh, Joe then puts on a yellow ninja outfit <laughs> and goes out to <laughs> the witch burning executions, uh, where one of the Delta Force guys gets burned alive, and then. Uh, Joe drops smoke bombs and starts fighting. Sean gets free. He frees Carl, and they join Joe in the fight. And then just as things begin to turn worse for them, the Party City Wasteland Avengers arrive on the offensive. Uh, lots of explosions and punches and ninjas in slow motion falling off roofs ha- Roofs happens. Uh, the foreign general escapes to a helicopter, but Carl has a rocket launcher, and he shoots it and blows it up. O'Reilly manages to capture Sarah at gunpoint during this. Sean goes after them. Joe fights the eye patch guy, who, once again, he's only important because he has an eye patch. Sean finds Sarah on the ground unconscious, but he gets shot at. The Wasteland mercenaries surround Joe and the eye patch guy, and they watch him fight like lethal weapon. And Sean finds O'Reilly, kicks his ass, and kills him. Joe then drop pet kicks the eye patch dude onto a bunch of boxes that I- I'm guessing are loaded with dynamite because he throws a smoke bomb at and it just blows him the fuck up. Yeah, something finally badass. That, yeah, that's about the coolest like, thing in any fight that happens in this movie. <clears throat> yeah, like when he kicked him on there, it was like, that better blow up or something better happen. Like, yay, something happened. Thank you for something happening when there's like four minutes left in your film. Thank you so much for <laughs> fucking that. Yeah. And this, this whole this whole thing is just I mean the whole movie is ridiculous. But him in that yellow outfit, that bright uh-huh. bright yellow outfit, he infiltrates <laughs> with, this no mask, with, area. No mask. with no mask, with no mask, with no mask. They know who he is, so he says like, you know what? I better not disguise myself. I better wear this bright yellow suit. He takes one of the ninjas that's guarding, like, and he grabs him, pulls him out of the way. Cool, we've seen that stuff happen in you know how many movies here's the thing though joe does this while he's wearing a yellow suit in the middle of the day directly behind the hostages where everyone is facing how does no one see him how does no one say hey look at that guy in the yellow taking down one of our guys it's so like like short of him like running around with an air horn it couldn't be more obvious he's right there Remarkable incompetency. I guess they just weren't used to being, uh, yeah. you know, attacked and intruded or something. I, I, I yeah. I guess they they were hoisted by their own petard. I suppose I, we're yeah. too, too focused on that suitcase nuke, talking about it, and never using it. <laughs> Bunch too much planning. Right, bit us just, in the uh, ass. Too busy, too busy thinking about his helicopter ride later, <laughs> which which is like eight miles away, and it goes up, and then like Carl <laughs> somehow shoots a rocket and. It, Boom! As soon as I saw him get in that helicopter and it took off, I said to myself, where's the rocket launcher? Where's the grenade launcher? Someone needs to fire something at that thing so it blows up. And then up. we find out why Carl and was the, in the movie. Guess that's because he, he's able to shoot a, a rocket or whatever. It was like, like when, it, when, that, when that helicopter blew up, I said, thank God. Because <laughs> I just wanted I something it. interesting to... Yeah, something interesting happened, and then a few minutes later, that awesome death, where that, where the with eye patch, you know, where he blows up like awesome, great, and then like, then we're almost over. Right? Yeah, because the next uh, Joe gives his yellow outfit to Pongo, and then he leaves, uh, walks away from everything as he tells Sean that he can find him at the school, and as he walks away, the credits roll, and that's it. That's it's like, <laughs> nope, did my job. Like this movie. As much as it waited for Dudikoff to show up, it sure played on his time when he got there. Like, he, oh shit! He just like, yep, mirror. 
Sean. You can find me at the school. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm out. Yep, over. That's, that's exactly how it was. Like, the movie ends when I'm done. Yeah, like, all right, saved your movie. I'm going to go home now. Bye. Uh, and also, he gives that yellow suit to Pongo like it means something. Like, you didn't have a relationship, uh, and you stole... And like, like it, did he steal that it's suit? it's not going to fit. No, it won't fit at all. Uh, did he autograph it? Is a that worth something? Difference. Like, I... I... I it's like, wait, you got the American Ninja autograph? Oh, my God. I'm in the yellow outfit? Fuck, dude. That's rare. That's, That's really I got, rare. I mean, I, That's like I a have shiny. the denim jacket, but, man, I, I would kill for the yellow outfit from American Ninja 4. Damn. That was back in the denim days. <laughs> and this, uh. I mean, the whole thing, like, Dudikoff just does not, like, he he is going through motions. Like, they're not asking much of him in his fight. Like, I, I'm sure he... He like I feel like with the first two he was in like you could tell you know he's not like a super martial artist but he did some training he learned some moves and he was he was good you know yeah. he, he was good enough uh and made it work and this one he's just like give me a sword <laughs> I'm just gonna, yeah you know, like there was not a lot of kicks and punches from him here like he, they went straight to the katana because he's like I ain't trained for this shit I'm here for three days I'm going back to the hotel room bye yeah in. In Colombia or Madagascar, I don't know. I have no idea. Not America, Tibet. I I don't know. Yeah, not America. I have zero idea where this takes place. Like, I mean, George W. Bush almost looks happier to be in this movie than Dudikoff. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that yeah, that's American Ninja Four. Uh, there was no more. Dudikoff would go on. You know, he's yeah, he solid string of action movies. He, I mean, his movies would stop going to theaters, but he in the nineties, man, you could find any like. At least, you know, a couple times a year, be a new Michael Dudikoff straight-to-video movie on the shelf. Because I mean, he was a canon guy. Like that was where his bread and butter. Where he doesn't didn't really. I mean, he went to other studios after that, but they were the ones who put his his. Uh, he was marquee name there, and uh, David Bradley, not so much, not so much. <laughs> and uh, the, apparently, the girl, the girl who played Sarah in this movie. This is her last movie. Um, and then she went on to commit suicide in like 1996. But she was Whoa. in, uh, her name, yeah, she's notable. I mean, in this movie, I didn't talk about her much because they don't give her anything to do. Yeah, like, like it was just that scene in the morgue, and then it was, well, she's a hostage mm-hmm. now. Yeah, but uh, she was in uh, Slumber Party Massacre, uh, the original. So that was uh, that was something she was notable for. And she was also in Sorority Babes and the Slimeball Bolorama. So she... I mean, granted, back we look at them a little bit better now, I guess, than back then. But she was in some; mm-hmm. she's in some notable stuff going back. Looking back, um, she was on. Remember Jake and the Fat Man? She did an episode. She do did I? A, a episode of that this same year. She had some things, but she this was her last movie, and fortunately, she took her own life uh, years later. But yeah, so she was a, kind of a notable person if you're looking uh, back on this. Everybody else. Uh, not so much. Uh, I will say this: like, I think isn't this the first American Ninja movie where the bad guys didn't try to use genetics to Super somehow ninjas? breeds? Yeah, that seemed to be the plot of every other one. This is the first one where, like, 
okay, no, it's just we're gonna blow shit up. And it was uh, I, I'll say that that's one of the yeah, nice yeah. things about just, this film, like, but it's not the same they thing just again. Trained ninjas, that's what they did. But at the same time, maybe it needed that preposterous idea to keep us engaged. Yeah, it said that they went with the wacky Mad Max shit. That I was like, what? Did, what? Where are we? That Sulphur Springs. What's so funny? Muldoon's friends. Wipe out the best unit Delta Force can find. And G6 sends us two guys who look like... <laughs> That's what's funny, pal. There you go. Tony's bum's out of here. Now comes the point in the episode where we rate the movie we just watched as we are cult cinema cavalcade. We keep things nice and culty. Our ratings are as follows. Stay with your family, which would be the uh, American Ninja 3 of ratings. Uh, converted, which would be kind of the original American Ninja of movies, I guess when speaking for me, or during the Kool-Aid, which would be the American Ninja 2 of movies. So with that in mind, we move our sights to American Ninja 4, The Annihilation. How do you rate it, Colin? Well, as with uh, most of the American Ninja movies, I had to stop halfway through and take a break and come back to it because I was just so unengaged mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the biggest faults a movie can have like like even outside of being bad like at least if you're interesting you're you're gonna watch and see what's coming up this is just uh, slog isn't the right term either it's just bland and I think that's like the one of the biggest crimes that an action movie can have is to be bland like if you can't blow crap up and beat the you know, the hell out of people, then why am I watching your action movie? Mm-hmm. And this this just oh, tanked on just every opportunity it had to do something awesome. And like I can't I can't defend this no. thing. You know, mm-hmm. it just I, I can't think of anything to defend it with. So I definitely uh stay with my family on this one. Brandon, how do you rate American Ninja Four the Annihilation? Yeah, this one I, I feel like with unlike the last one, which, well, this is, so the first two are made by the same guy, and this, this the, these next two are made by the same guy, and got other shows. The last one had some stupid ass pre, uh, premise and stuff. It just didn't fucking on uh, talking about it like you would think. Oh my god, that sounds like a silly ass movie. It's not. This one I felt had pieces that could have been there like the second one but the people making them just don't have it in them to make it interesting where like mm-hmm. you well they did this right we'll just we'll do this and it's just like you can't just go and shoot it you got to have something but the problem is like they can't choose between making this more a Dudikoff movie or a David Bradley movie and so you have the movie starts three times you have the delta force opening stops Starts again with David Bradley. He gets captured, stops, goes with Michael Dudikoff through the rest of the movie. And the Dudikoff stuff has weird shit. It's got the Mad Max stuff, which I did bizarre, but it's boring. There's not, like, interesting about it. Nothing interesting about it. They don't have weird enough people. They just have, like, well, they wear they wear shoulder pads, right? Put them on. Well, yeah, like the leader of Sulphur Springs, Dr. Like, I didn't even write Dr. down his because I didn't care. Yeah. yeah, like, when he just showed up, it was like, who, what? Like, whatever. Yeah, the, and it's, like, half-assed. Like, they have a cool idea there with, like, he lives in, like, a bus or something. There's this, like, stairwell up, but, like, the whole area is not, like, well thought out. Like, it's like, well, you stop. You had one interesting idea, and then... Maybe, you know, they don't have money and stuff, but it's just, 
Yeah, it, it, like you said, slug isn't the slug isn't the word right word for it. It's just uh, it's uninteresting to look at. A bit too long. Like, but there, I, I will give it this. There were moments I chuckled, but it's not worth watching the movie to see those chuckling moments. It's like if you're fucking trapped with this. There's a couple times you're going to get a good snicker out of it. You're not going to come away <laughs> liking it, but there were some unintentional snickers that happened, which we pointed out here. But yeah, I have to stay with my family. These last two American Ninjas just... I, I want to point it... Uh, you know, last one, you had an uncharismatic charismatic star. Uh, I think he's maybe a little better in this one, but I, I'm thinking it's the director's problem more so than it is any of the stars because you could take these stupid concepts and make them fun or gonzo or something like we don't have much here so let's just go ape shit not take it seriously or just try to go big with it and they don't they they go just to get it done you know maybe the director was hoping to get other things aside from these but yeah like i like two was so damn good that's what they should have called this movie is you know american ninja four get it done yep that's how in, it felt the whole duration in the can like obviously two's the best i would put for me, one, because I think one is just stunningly average, which when it comes to it is better than these last two. Um, and then I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you say? Three or four? What, which hell do you prefer uh, between three and four? Uh. Which I, I think I might have chuckled more or enjoyed more of this one than I remember last. Because I remember last one was just like, Wah. but the last one has Steve James and he makes it. I think he makes a big difference. In his presence, because he, he does. even if the movie's shit, he knows he knows the right way to play everything. Well, it wasn't in the third one where he beats the crap out of a bunch of ninjas and just yells, yep. "Stay down!" Yep. Yeah, like yeah, that scene is more entertaining than anything in this film. Right on, yeah, okay, yeah, because I don't know where I'd go. With, you know, I don't want to watch either of them. Like I'll watch I'll watch American Ninja Two after this. Like that's how fun that movie is. That's like mm-hmm. the exception to this rule is just where everything came together. If they would have got that group back for a third one, I imagine we would have got more of that. But unfortunately, the director didn't come back, and Dudikoff didn't come back, and we got a try. But yeah, it's yeah, it's disappointing. Yeah, for me, after the first two, just stop. I and I think you could just. I mean, you could just pick up the second one and have a good time. You don't need to know what happened in the first one. You got two dudes who are heroes. Ninjas attack them. Shit's going on on an island. There you go. Basics. <laughs> Movie's Basics. over. Basics. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm curious just to see what. Maybe because five has nothing to do with it. Maybe it'll turn out better. <laughs> but we we do have to sit with David Bradley for another movie. Oh, black hole of charisma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, David Bradley. But there is. Um, I will say, after we get through that, I think we could. Go back. There is a movie we could check out to see that has Dudikoff and Steve James together that was made after, I think it was made after, let's see, it was made between American Ninja and American Ninja 2 called Avenging Force. We could we could toss that in the series because of mm. those two being in it. So, I mean, we could we could do that to keep the, the 4th of July. It could be the Dudikoff July movie, our American yeah. hero, our American ninja, because I'm not... I, after American Ninja Five, I I think I've I think I've got it on the filmography of uh, David Bradley. I think of. <laughs> We're all full. <laughs> We're. No, there's no room. Keyword awful, right? Awful. Say it fast. <laughs> you wordsmith. Oh, 
when you call us, the terror begins. Creep on. Real life, ghosts and zombies talk to you. Dial 1-900-490-CREEP. That's 1-900-490-CREEP. Randomly selected callers get connected to me live. Hurry up. We're waiting for you, Pigeon. If you're under 18, make sure your parents know you're calling. Just $2 per call. <laughs> On the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we're just going to keep this action train rolling, folks, and we're going to start a uh, expose on director Craig R. Baxley. Do you know who he is? Well, we'll introduce you to him with the 1988 Carl Weathers vanity classic, Action Jackson, featuring martial arts expertise uh, from Craig T. Nelson. Don't want to miss it. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I'm pumped to do these next three episodes. It's This has been the Craig R. Baxley expose. And this, this, he did these three action movies and just like dropped the mic. Like just awesome. Um, so I'm very excited for these next three. I've been, we've been, this has been since we started Cult Cinema Cavalcade. This, these three have been on the slate to do in a row. And fuck it. Now we're here. Right, Colin? Yeah, I think this is just like uh, our bucket list uh, <laughs> section of yes. the show. Where it's like, all right, let's just, get, let's just knock why them all not, out. Why go. not have fun? Sorry if you get a lot to drink the Kool-Aids from here on out, but <laughs> we're going to have great discussions. I hope you watch along because these are uh, uh, maze balls. Uh, what we're going to be going through. And we're starting with Action Jackson. Uh, you're going to love it. I'm going to love it. So, I mean, we sat through Nukem High. We Fuck you. We're... we're rewarding ourselves. <laughs> oh, and a month of entertainment, you bastards. So we're gonna take, this is going to take us up to the anniversary episode of four years. It's going to be good. Uh, yeah, so stay tuned. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking this trip with us. It's going to be awesome. I'm so, it's so excited. So hopefully you're hearing the energy following American Ninja Four. The calling going, well, it's a movie I watched, and I don't think I would watch again. <laughs> so... That does sound does. like me. Uh, that is my Colin. My um, my name is Colin, and I watch movies on Cult Cinema Cavalcade. It's a podcast. You can find it on, uh, used to be called iTunes. Now it's Apple Music and uh, Spotify. Yeah. You're freaking me out. There's a there's a I know, it's like you're talking to yourself. Okay. Oh, okay, God. we're the fuck out of here. So uh, we look forward to next time, but first stay tuned to the trailer for Action Jackson, the trailer that actually trails. Why do they call you action anyway? Have to catch a cab. Now I got you. He's a cop who carries no weapon. This Jackson is so vicious, we don't even let him have a gun. He's a maverick who answers to no one. You might tell that boy's arm off. He had a spare. <laughs> He's a man who's no talk. I bet I can make you change your mind. And all action. How do you like your ribs? The indefatigable action jacks. <laughs> the one big fella. Some action. You haven't learned your lesson? Teach me. You sure could teach Mr. T a thing or two. So allow me to lay my healing hands upon you. Ah!
Part of the Creative Zombie Studios Network. Follow CC Cavalcade on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to the show on cultcinemacavalcade.com, iTunes, and anywhere podcasts are found. For press opportunities, advertising opportunities, and more information on Cult Cinema Cavalcade, contact mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com. Produced by Brad Shoemaker. Edited by Brandon Peters. Narration by Rebecca Theme song Pink Baby by Happy Elf appears courtesy of the freemusicarchive.org network. The film and music featured in this episode are part of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Join us again in two weeks for a new episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade. as you live, which I'm happy to say won't be very long.